very special B.O. Boys. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And we're doing a very special episode. This is a... What would you say this is, Pat? This is a book versus movie it's, episode. It's book to screen. Book to screen. It's because we both watched a movie that any wannabe old boy, wannabe old girl, wannabe old person... person who, uh, of course, has been listening to the show the last few months, they're very familiar with The War with Grandpa. Yes. Huge hit in theaters. One of the winners of 2020. Possibly. I mean, let's not give away what we're going to be talking about on our next episode. Possibly. Which is winners and losers. Possibly one of the winners. Um, but War with Grandpa has done huge baffa bobo in uh, theaters. 17 mil around? 17 yep million plus and it is now on vod and so we of course we just had to we had to vod it we're not the streamo boys but you know we're or we we are we are human yeah and we could not resist 5.99 good price point yes and let's tell everybody we didn't use iTunes. We didn't use Amazon. We used Fandango Now to watch this movie. And I got to say, nice little service. Yeah. We'll we'll see if they steal my credit card information. But Yeah. I mean, you got to wind up on at least some lists. Yeah. Um, so we watched The War with Grandpa. And on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the movie, you know, what we thought of it. But I think the main thing is, Clayton, you didn't just watch The War with Grandpa. You have also now read The War with Grandpa, the book. Yes, I've read the the the, the book that inspired the film mm-hmm. and uh, by Robert Kimmel Smith, published in 1984. Yes, I thought this was... So I got you this book as uh, part of your Christmas gifts. Yes. Which we're going to talk about both gifts, but let's start with War Grandpa. And when I got this book, I at first thought I was buying you a movie novelization. Yes. Which I guess is not something that happens anymore. They don't do novelizations of movies. No, they they do them. They they've done them with the Star Wars films and, and Well, the Star like Wars that. is a whole different thing. But like back in our day, there would be like novels uh, uh, based on the Home Alone movies. Yes. Which I don't think they do that now. Not that I know of. So I, I did think that was the case with The War of Grandpa, but this is actually a, a hit kids book from the 80s. Yes, absolutely. By the author of uh, Chocolate Fever. That was, I think, his most famous. Okay, so he's a, this is a real guy. Yeah. And you read this book uh, earlier this morning, Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. I gave it to you, and then you I read tore it. through it. I'm and, a voracious reader. And also, just to let people know, Christmas week, the Bo Boys are together. Yeah, well rested. We've been tested. Mm-hmm. Never to be bested. Never to be bested, and uh, small chested. Yeah. Well, me barrel chested. Yeah. Clayton concave chested. Concave. Well, no, I don't know about that. So. You tore through this book. You tore through the war with Grandpa. Then we watched the war with Grandpa. It was on, war. It was a war torn day. Yes, we were at war, <laughs> and now we're reporting on the wars. What we want to talk about is the difference from book to screen. Mm-hmm. What they left out, what they put in, what they updated, because the book was set in the eighties. 
Yes. War with Grandpa is uh, not a period piece. It does take place in our times. But shot a few years ago. Yes, that's true. So it's a based on a book that uh, came out in 84 for a movie that was released in 2020 post-pandemic, but it was filmed maybe in 2016 or so. So it really straddles a lot of time periods. Yes. I think it was, it wasn't 2016, was it? Was it that long ago? It's been on the shelf for a long time. As we've talked about, this was a uh, Harvey Weinstein uh, project at one point that his name does not appear in the credits. So we could report that for sure. Harvey Weinstein's name does not uh, appear in the credits. 101 Studios did a good job of cleansing this film of any Weinstein company participation. Yes. So Clayton is looking up when this was filmed. I mean, I think it's been on the shelf for about three years. So, you know, if it was on the shelf, that means that it filmed a year before it went on the shelf. Yes. So Worth Grandpa, let's see. So are, are you still typing in the title on Google right now? You're yet you've yet to find any information. No. Well, I went I went on IMDb, which was not helpful. No. Originally filmed May 2017. Okay. All I had to do to go is go to Wikipedia. So, yeah, yeah. Weinstein Company had it. They were the original distributor, and then 101 Studios picked it up. So, let's get into it now, Clayton. First of all, what did we think of this movie? This is a great film. This is a a great film. It is a great film. Yeah. It was really good. So, of course, the story is Robert De Niro plays Grandpa. He moves into uh, the home of his daughter, played by Uma Thurman, and her family. Husband Rob Riggle. Husband Rob Riggle, who acquits himself well. Yes, adequately. I mean, you could tell the star power going from De Niro... Thurman and then Riggle. It's a bit right. of, a, of a listen. It has a budget. Yeah. Everything has a budget, and you spend on Dino, you spend on Thurman. You're not going to get Bill Hader to play that part. True. You know, you're you're putting all your money in the. There's not anything left over. It's but Rob Riggle time. They also ponied up for a few other actors that we'll get to. Yes, yes, who were great. Yes. So De Niro moves in with his daughter's family. And by doing so, he displaces his grandson out of the grandson's room. Grandson has to move up to an attic. He is not happy about that. No. There are mice and bats in this attic. Yeah. It there's, is a disaster. There's a leak. The water leaks onto his bed. Yeah. His family. So he goes to war with grandpa over being displaced. But one thing that sticks out is he may have attacked the wrong family member. Yes. Because this grandson should have went to war with his parents Mm -hmm. who put him in an attic with a bat, with mice, with a leaky pipe. Yes. They promised him when he was going to go up there, they promised they would paint. They did not paint this attic. No. It's it's yeah it's it's your it's your basic just fighting the wrong battle with the wrong person. Yes. Yes. We've all seen it historically. Yeah. It, this war is no different. I guess what he did, the grandson, is he, he figured if you go to war with your parents, that's two people you're fighting. You go to war with grandpa, it's one man. One so, man, an older man. Yeah. A vulnerable man. So he goes to war with grandpa, and it's a prank movie. 
not a, not a not a uh, a prank movie in the sense of the Johnny Knoxville type movies, or uh, in the sense of what is the Eric Andre Bad Trip. It's not like Bad Trip when I say prank movie. The War with Grandpa is not like Bad Trip. And also, real quickly, hashtag Netflix release Bad Trip. What are you doing? Why is Bad Trip? Why did you buy Bad Trip and you're not releasing it? Did Netflix buy it? Yes. Okay. Okay, there was a time when we thought Bad Trip would be the first movie to come out in the pandemic era. Yeah, we were mistaken. Um, so, The uh, Grandson Goes to War with De Niro. It's a prank movie. Lots of pranks back and forth. I think this, yeah, I think we both agree. The pranks work really well. Once, once we get past that opening setup of getting Grandpa moved in, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, so very quickly then, let's let's talk about setup in the book. Okay. So the in this movie, Robert De Niro is a, is a fully functioning older adult who has lost his wife. Yes. Until he goes to the grocery store, gets in an altercation, and hurts his leg. Mm-hmm. In in the book, but does not become immobilized. No, but one he, of the reasons he's not a, a wheelchair bound in this movie. One of the reasons he takes the kids' uh, room is because it's less stairs. Yes, and that is that is a huge component of the book. Okay, it's 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 huge. A huge component of the book is that he cannot take stairs. The, the kid's bedroom is on the second floor, so it's only one level right, as right. opposed to two levels. Right. In the book, he hurts his leg. He's had a leg injury for a long time because he built houses, which he does in this. Yes. And he got hurt, and it's a lingering old injury that he's had, not okay. a new injury that okay. he recovers from. Gotcha. So we have a more immobile grandpa in the book. Yeah, in the movie... Grandpa is very mobile. So the grandpa can't do stairs argument does not really hold up in the movie. Also because we see grandpa constantly do the stairs because he's always going up to the grandson's attic to prank him. Yes. There, I wonder if it's a case of, A, obviously they just want grandpa to be more mobile because yeah. movies are a visual medium and you don't want to see an immobile grandpa in the movie version of The War with Grandpa. Also, De Niro, he is a star. He is he's vain like all of us, and he does not want to appear immobile in a movie. Yes, he'll do it for Scorsese and The Irishman, but in The War with Grandpa, he wants to be virile. He wants to be active. Absolutely, uh, and the and the other difference is in the book we find out how the grandmother died, emphysema. Okay. From smoking cigarettes. Oh, wow. She, we do not know the cause of death for grandma in this Oh, movie. that's interesting. Yeah. Also, a, a thing in the War with Grandpa uh, film version, they show grandma in this single picture that grandpa holds a few times. Yes. And it is a really odd picture because... In the picture, Grandma is probably like 40 years old. Mm -hmm. I would say between 35 and 45, which to me is at such an odd age to be the single picture of Grandma because De Niro is, of course, in, in his, his 70s. 70s. And I would think you're either going to have him hold up a picture of Grandma 
in her older age, you know, right before she died, not on the hospital bed, but, you know, a nice picture of her in her 60s or so. Or he's got a picture of her when they met in their 20s. Yes. But to me, it seems like the oddest representation of her as a ex as the uh, uh, woman who De Niro was married would to. be a 45 year old in a picture. Yeah. 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 Cause I feel like I, yeah, it's, that's such an odd age to have a picture of someone who you, in, unless that's when they met, but it seems like De Niro's generation, they're meeting in their twenties. That's the assumption. Yeah. So that was odd, but that that's not explained in, in the book. <laughs> she just dies, uh, older. Yeah. And he stares out the window like, he does in this movie. Okay. A lot of the beginning of it is him being sad. The the, the younger daughter is in the book. The older daughter was added for the film. There's really? only two kids. And the reason why... So they have the younger daughter and the older daughter sharing a room in this film. Yes. In the regular in the book yeah they have the young daughter is too young she still needs to be on that same floor as the parents because she still needs attention in case okay that's why they're like he can't have her room and they can't move her up in the attic that'd be ridiculous because gotcha. she's like a five-year-old or something gotcha gotcha so yeah because in this movie there's a a younger daughter who's probably like you know eight mm-hmm. and then a teenage daughter who is I mean, let's say it in this movie. This is is this a PG movie? Does it, it is PG a PG 13? movie. She's doing some PG thirteen things in this movie. It is implied she's going out, possibly drinking, definitely making out. She's doing some things. Yeah, she's, she's doing, doing some, some things. things. Yeah, some things. Yeah, that's a good De Niro. Doing some things. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. The face is better than the voice. Yeah, the face. I wish is you be- could see the face. He's nailing the face. He's not nailing the voice. No, I'm missing the voice by a mile. So she's doing some things. Uh, I can't. I'm not going to try and do it. Yeah. Um, she's doing some things, and I think the end credits of this movie tell us why they decided to add this teenage daughter character, which is in the end credits we get a music video. For the song The War with Grandpa, sung by the actress who plays the teenage daughter. So it seems like they added this teenage daughter character so they could fit in a teen Disney singer actress. Yes, because she is on a show called, or was on a show called Austin and Allie, and she plays Austin and or Allie. Gotcha. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're doing this book to screen episode, and it, it shows you... That in a book, you don't need to write a character so that you could wedge in a teenage TV pop star. No, you know, when you're when you're an author, that's not a concern. Because there's no at the end of this, uh, there's no song lyrics. Yes, it's not like at the end of this book, they don't put um, like musical charts or whatever. Right. 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 Which would be interesting, though, if your book had an end theme and you wrote out the, the lyrics. lyrics and then the notes so you could possibly play this on piano or guitar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That'd be an interesting thing to do. Right. But, but they it, don't do that here. They don't do that in the book. They so, don't do so that that's a book. that's a big detour in the screen adaptation is they add this teenage daughter character 
so that she could sing the theme song at the end. You don't have that in the book. You don't have a theme song at the end of the book. No. Um, I think that's a bonus. I think that works. I think that's a plus one for the movie. Yeah. Um, so then the prologue and the setup of the movie that hues pretty closely to the book other than the, the so in the book. Yes. Tell me more about grandpa as opposed to the way De Niro plays him. So in the book, he's more feeble. Yes. In the book, he's not as aggressive as De Niro. Okay. He would never get into a physical altercation with a clerk at a grocery store. Okay. He is sad because of the death of his wife. Right. He is not begrudgingly moving in with the family. Mm-hmm. He's pretty excited about moving in with the family. Oh, that's a that's a big difference. It's a big character change. Because De Niro does not want to do this. No, he wants to be independent. And the only reason mm-hmm. why he moves in is because he hurts himself. Mm-hmm. And I think he wants to... Why does he actually end up agreeing to... The movie does not... I mean, this could be a, a, a somewhat of a flaw in the movie that's sort of papered over because of how good the pranks are, how funny the movie is. Mm-hmm. But they really don't make it clear in the setup why De Niro agrees to go. Yeah. Like Uma Thurman goes to his house, basically tells him he has to, and he just agrees to it even though he's really angry about it. They don't do a great job of giving De Niro motivation for moving to the house. Because, again, De Niro does not play him feeble. He does not play him as um, forgetful. You know, there's no onset of uh, dementia or any brain issues in his performance. He is virile. And the the other thing, so just to get into this too, another way they show him being more active and more social is that in the movie, Mm -hmm. he has a group of close male friends. Yes. Let's get into this. Played by... Christopher Walken, who lives in a awesome bachelor pad. Yes. When so in the scene where we meet Christopher Walken, uh, it's him and De Niro, and Christopher Walken has a he says it's a six hundred dollar billiards table. He has got um, you know, it 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 looks like he's got dartboards on the wall. He's it's it's very college dorm decorations. He's got a motorized scooter, not an old person motorized scooter, but like a uh, uh, like a hoverboard, like a hoverboard. And we both said, as soon as we saw the scene, we are excited to be living that life when we get older. Yeah, that's what we hope for. Yeah, that's our best case. Yeah, um, and he had a really a really cool bowling shirt on that I'm excited to wear someday. Yeah, and he had a, he had a gaming rig. Yes, yes. He had a yes. cool gaming rig. Yes, he had like a big flat screen TV. And it, yeah, it was a really cool setup. And then Chichi Marin is his friend. So so in the book, they do not, he doesn't, he Grandpa does no not. He no friends that we know of. He does not have his group because huh. in the movie, the only reason Peter, mm-hmm. which is the boy, goes to war with his grandpa is because his friends egg him on and say, hey, you should you should do some guerrilla warfare and you you need to do it you need to do it anonymously. That is all in the book. Okay. But we have in the movie grandpa having his friends to talk to about the war. And they egg and him they on. And they egg him on, but there's no friends to egg him on 
in this book. So it makes, I think, the movie does a better job of seeing why the grandfather would escalate the war. Right. Because otherwise, in this book, Mm -hmm. Peter starts doing pranks to the point where the grandfather slaps him in the face. In the book? In the book. Grandpa slaps him? In public. Whoa. Slaps him in the face. Wow. Physically assaults him. That does not happen in this film. No. Well, okay. See, that's a great change because if Robert De Niro were to slap the kid in the movie, it becomes a totally different movie because De Niro De Niro hitting someone on screen means something yes. still. And at that point, you assume he will kill this kid. Mm-hmm. That it will escalate until until there's a death. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think that is a smart move that he... So in the book, the grandpa slaps first and then backtracks into pranks? Then gets, then gets into it. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. It is interesting. So he like slaps the kid... And then a few scenes later, he like breaks one of his toys. A few scenes later, he takes all of the pieces and the board out of the Monopoly box and hides them so that Peter and his friends can't play Monopoly. That's that's such a... At that point, who cares that he's done that? He slapped this kid. I know. Huh. And he apologizes for slapping him and says, I didn't realize that this... I was missing fun, and right. this war is can be is is fun. Which there is a scene like that in the in the, in the movie, right, right? Where it's De Niro was sad, and now this has given him a reason to kind of continue, right? But if it's if it starts off with De Niro slugging him, especially because I guess the book could get away with that because you don't see it. Well, you don't see it's it. It's only in your mind. And he is described as a more feeble grandpa. Yes. He is uh, not as mobile, probably not nearly as strong. Like no. we see De Niro Brittle shirtless bone. in this. And De Niro's got his, he's got a belly, but he's still, he's got a, a bullishness to he, him. Like, he's got muscle under that belly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And once you show De Niro without a shirt on, if you follow that up with having him slug a kid yeah it's we can't backtrack it's a pranks then no. it is a gunfight it's a yeah yeah because it's like if de niro would have hit this kid the next time the kid goes after him has to be what weaponry well because de niro also his hands are as big as christmas hands yeah so he would really do some damage he would probably that that kid's eye socket would be crushed yes yes he's he's got permanent hearing or or uh sight damage yeah so that does not happen in the film the slap does not happen that's what happens in the book um and the friends are not in the book the friends are great in the movie walk-in is hilarious cheech marin is hilarious and jane seymour and jane seymour is a love interest obviously no love interest in the book not in the book no that's interesting. They, they, the only person who has friends is Peter, is the boy, has his friends, and that's it. Grandpa's on an island in this book. Wow. So he has no backup. He's fighting a war by himself. Wow. And he's got a kid stealing his slippers. Right. Steals his dentures. So Grandpa has Grandpa has dentures in this, as opposed to Cheech Marin having dentures in this film. 
and losing his dentures, which I think works better. So much better. Because that's a joke you can do with an ancillary character. But if you take the teeth out of De Niro's mouth, that enfeebles him in a way that I think De Niro was like, I don't want this to happen. Right. And it would, you know, to take it back to our our uh, uh, forte, which is box office. Yeah. If you gave De Niro dentures in this movie, I do think it would have affected the box office. Yeah. Because, yes... Uh, De Niro's playing Grandpa. He's playing a character named Grandpa, but he is still a movie star. And him being a movie star, being someone of stature, is still part of why this movie overperformed in the pandemic box office these last few months. But if De Niro was someone who had dentures in his mouth, I think the word of mouth would have been not about how funny the movie is, the word of mouth would have been about the dentures. That's a bridge too far for a hero. We are no, we are yeah. not in we're not at the level where society can look at a man with dentures and say hero. Yes. And I'm not saying that's good, but I'm no. just saying that's where we're at. Yes. Um so I think that's a great change. The other thing we have in this film to go along with we're talking about him st- still being a virile man is there is a running gag where his pants fall off mm-hmm. and Rob Riggle sees Robert De Niro's member and it reacts so strongly to it because of, I think, its magnitude, possibly. Is that the assumption? That so it's, the, it's, it's so massive. So massive? I mean, there's two possibilities. Either... Uh, d- either his member is so massive or it is so... Uh, deformed uh, in some deformed. way. I think those are the possibilities. And it happens twice. There's yes. two scenes. One just... Uh, one of the better early pranks, which is the uh, grandson switches uh, Robert De Niro, switches Grandpa's bottle of shaving cream with a bottle of quick-drying foam. F- foam sealant. Foam sealant. So De Niro puts all of it on at once. Um, and covers his face in what he thought was shaving cream. It's foam sealant. He's basically got a solid mask covering his face and his mouth. So he's screaming, but it's under under a solid mask. Uh, Rob Riggle accidentally walks in the bathroom. De Niro's screaming, and he's screaming he's so loud. He's punching his face, yes, which he's shows to punch his... The sealant yeah. off. And, shows his strength. And screaming... And Rob Riggle comes in, and De Niro punches his face so hard that his shorts come down. Mm-hmm. And we see, we don't see it, but Rob no. Riggle sees Grandpa's member and screams. And then the second time is uh, a prank leads to to Grandpa hanging from um, the drain pipe, the drain pipe of the house, and he's hanging there, and his pants come down again. Yeah, and his member is exposed. Yeah. And Rob Riggle screams. What is your guess? It, well, let me ask this. I think I know the answer, but I got to ask anyway. In the book version, the 1984 book, The War with Grandpa, is Grandpa's member exposed? No. So there's no way. I think the thing that would, the strength of the book would be that it would be able to describe the member. Right. In a way that this movie couldn't show. Right, But right. there is no such scene and no such running joke. So, therefore, I, I'm at a loss. Right. There's no clues. So, in the book, there's nothing 
that you think would give us any kind of backstory about whether the grandpa's member is either enormous or deformed. No. There's no mention of like any kind of accidents or any kind of like contests won or anything. No, it's I think this character in the book is a lot more thinly drawn. Thinly drawn but not you don't mean thinly illustrated as in having a thin member. No, but I meant that in a way to allude towards. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the photos of of or not the photos but the drawings of the grandfather as he is um shown in this book he does not seem like somebody who's packing a hogger it's it's interesting looking at these drawings in the war with grandpa compared to the movie tie-in cover of the war with grandpa yeah he he looks he looks enfeebled he looks he looks like in the movie version, he would be played not by Robert De Niro, but by Alan Alda. Yeah. Yes, he looks like an Alan, Alan Alda type. And the yeah. father would be played by a young Charles Grodin. Yes, yes. Yes, even though Alan Alda and Charles Grodin are the same age, if you were to do the movie version with that casting, it would have to be Alan Alda now and Charles Grodin in the 80s. You know who would play Peter at this time, based on the the illustration in the book we're looking at, would, who would be, it be Jason Bateman. Then, then yes. in his silver spoons, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's your move. Yeah, he was on silver spoons, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's uh, no. Ricky, Ricky Schroeder was the, but Bateman was a friend on. Oh, okay. And then he had a, a show called It's Your Move. Interesting. And then he did Hogan Family. Then he, that's where I picked up on him. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, in the movie, they add all of these uh, 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 new, you know, and, and it's done Austin Powers style, mm-hmm. where like whenever you, when didn't, when Grandpa's hanging from the drain pipe, his member is covered by a uh, plant, a potted plant. Yeah. But of course, Rob well, Riggle's character can see it. He screams. Not again. We're not sure why he's screaming. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where it's left to our imagination. Yeah. So there's a lot of updating that had to happen in this film because obviously this happened in 1984. So we have drones in the, in the film. We don't have it in the, in the book. Yeah. So all, all these things that I'm about to list are not in the book. Okay. Drones. Mm -hmm. iPads. Mm -hmm. Posters of Kobe Bryant and, or, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Either one. I think he has a Tom Glavin poster or something. Okay. He's a very big baseball fan in this book. Mm-hmm. And it shows that baseball was a marquee sport in 1984. It no longer has that perch. Right. You have a lot of basketball player posters on his, uh, on his, in his room. In the movie, yeah. Also, no. Solid updating. Yeah. No, what are those things called? Fat heads? That he had some fat heads on his wall. Okay, they wouldn't have had that in 84. No fat heads in 84. Yeah. The bouncy gym where the uh, the bouncy gym where they were playing dodgeball. Yes. There's no dodgeball scene because there's no group of friends for Grandpa to have to wow. play dodgeball with. That is one of the best. That's the best set piece in this movie mm-hmm. is there is a, an extended dodgeball scene in which the grandson and his friends 
play against Grandpa and his friends. Yeah. And they have a really exciting best out of three of dodgeball. I'm surprised they didn't do the 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 360 camera shot like Matrix. I'm glad they didn't because yeah. that shot is, I mean, that's been played out since Shrek. And that would have been a parody. We would have been then in a parody situation. Right. That takes us out of this world, which yeah. I, I'm glad the director chose not to do that. Because that was back. A, it's a real, really fun scene. They play it in the bouncy castle. So what is the equivalent set piece in the book to that? Like, There's is no there... equivalent. Really? The prank war in the book is super tame. Well, it oh. starts off with a punch in the face. A slap. A slap. It was open-handed slap. Okay. Uh, so the, from a feeble grandpa. From a feeble, uh, yeah. Alan Alda. I mean, yeah, if you get stopped by Anna, Alan Alda, it's fine. The the worst thing is that you're, you know, you're, you're, your face is going to smell like whitefish. Right, right. Like a right. whitefish sandwich. Right. There is a cool thing that the grandfather does in this that I actually thought was a very cool prank. And I don't think he does it because it would have been, you know, in the movie, De Niro hacks into his his grandson's video game mm-hmm. and destroys a castle that he's been building for i guess most of his young life yeah he said it was three years so it's a sims type game which is awesome i think that's a great updating mm-hmm. and i think that mm-hmm. was like a really cool update in this the grandfather there's a runner how the kid can't be late for school in the book and back then being late for school was the worst thing you could possibly be. Right. And so the grandfather takes a bunch of the kid's stuff, like his clothes, and moves them into weird places in the house and leaves notes. So he's like, your underwear is under the sink. Your shoelaces are on the kitchen table. Your books are in the luggage closet inside the suitcases. So he's running around. His mom's like, hey, Peter, you're going to be late. You're going to be late. Mm -hmm. And so he's running around and doing this weird scavenger hunt that his grandfather has has had put together for him, which I thought was a really fun prank in the book. Yeah, that's fun. But that's because the pranks were pretty weak sauce in the book. Right. That would be a pretty low-hanging prank in this movie. Yes. Because we have some pretty high-tech pranks. Right. We've got the uh, the, the foam sealant on, on Grandpa's face. We've mm-hmm. got drone attacks. Yeah. We've got, you know, he takes uh, the grandson's bed apart so that the bed collapses. Well, it's, that's it's, a big you're one. You're starting off big. The grandfather goes upstairs mm-hmm. and uses his knowledge of screws mm-hmm. and unscrews a bunch of things in his room and takes them with him mm-hmm. so that... He is sitting on a chair that he has to tape together mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it fell apart and everything is falling apart around it, which I thought was a, a cool, cool thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, let's I'm going to bring up a prank in the movie that made our jaws drop. And it's an early prank and I think really sets the tone for how far they're going to go in this war, which is the grandson so we, we've set up that uh, grandpa, he used to build houses, and he's showing his granddaughter, he's got a, a, a glass jar full of marbles. Yeah. And and if you're, if you're trying to imagine how big this jar is and how many marbles are in it, imagine Rosie O'Donnell's head and okay. how many marbles would fit in that. Yes. 
Yes. So it is a large jar full of marbles, and he says that each marble represents a house that he has built in his long career of building houses. Every time he built a house, he would put a marble in a jar. So it's a huge jar. Well, he said he found a lot of marbles in when he built foundations for houses, which seems not true. I mean, I've never seen a marble. If I'm you're going to lose a marble, it goes under a house. Yeah. I could see that. But I, I think I've probably seen um, one marble in my entire life, in, in like close up. Right, but you've also built no houses. So you're also not finding them under the house. That's true. I guess that's very true. So he's, so anyway, Grandpa has this jar full of marbles showing us his grand. He's very proud of it. Yeah. So we've set up that. Represents this is, his life work. Yes. His life's work. And he goes to lift up this glass jar. Grandson had super glued it to the table. So De Niro pulls on this jar so hard that he rips the glass base off. Uh-huh. Marbles go everywhere. He then falls ass backwards on the marbles. He flies pretty far up in the air and yeah. lands pretty hard. And I think what's great about this prank is, A, there's an emotional component to it. So this mm-hmm. is what sets Grandpa off, like, all right, I'm in this now. Also, it demonstrates, again, the strength of the Nero Grandpa that he ripped. He didn't knock it over and it broke. He ripped glass from glass. Yeah, he ripped a glass jar in half, basically. Yeah. So it demonstrates this is a strong grandpa. We cannot have this grandpa slug this child because he's too strong. Mm-hmm. So that is like, we had to make the change in the book. I think that's a great scene. Well, the the one thing that the kid does in the book that has kind of a resonance in the same thing is he takes his grandfather's watch, which his grandma had given to him. Uh-huh. So his wife basically gave right. him this watch. Right. And Peter stole the watch. And the grandfather, the grandfather's like, this has sentimental value. And Peter's like, well, give me my room back and I'll give you the watch back. Right, right. But what happens with that is they end up switching the Monopoly pieces mm-hmm. for the watch because they are about to be found out with their war because one of the one of the agreements in the book and in the movie is that we keep this a secret this is a war between me and you no collateral damage number one Mm -hmm. which does not happen in the movie there's a lot of collateral damage in this movie they break a lot of other people's stuff yeah and then two is no snitching Mm -hmm. and they do that in this so the young girl wants to play monopoly and there's nothing in it, and it becomes this big thing. And then the grandfather has to go find the pieces. And then when he puts the pieces back, Peter gives mm-hmm. the watch back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they keep this a secret the whole time. Right. Um, yeah, I think I think it's another score for the movie. I think yeah. this movie really did a great job adapting the essential thing that we love about this story which is the grandson and the grandpa going to war the notes back and forth when the son starts writing notes he he calls himself the silent warrior that is in the book great that's cool de niro calls himself um old what old soldier or something like Wise that? soldier or something like something that? in the book he's just old man okay because this guy has no i mean this is a broken man yeah the guy in this book see this is the difference between a book and a movie books do not have movie stars movies have movie stars yeah and grandpa this, is not a movie star part in this book yes. but he's a movie star part in this script yeah it's a, this is one of the best 
De Niro roles in a long time. And you know, it really shows that he is still, he's not just a great actor, he is a star. This is Dirty Grandpa without the filth. Yes. And you know what I'm going to say? It didn't need the filth. Nope. It's a superior film. Yep. Yeah, we don't want Dirty Grandpa. We just want Grandpa. We want Grandpa. Yeah. We want Star Grandpa, and that's what De Niro gave us here. Because the things De Niro was doing in Dirty Grandpa were not things that stars do. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like the scenes where De Niro is pantsless in this movie, he even makes sure that those get movie star reactions because... His member, again, gets such a giant reaction from the other characters in the movie. Yeah, because even if it is, say, not large, but deformed, it is deformed in such a spectacular way as to draw attention and inspire terror. Yeah, yeah, which is what you want out of a star. Yeah. So one other... Uh, thing that you mentioned is not in the book that's in the movie so in the movie jane seymour plays a woman who works at the supermarket who de niro has interest in they have a connection and in the uh she plays in the dodgeball game on his team to do to to play against the the grandson and his friends the end of this movie they go on a date and this is you know spoiler alert the movie ends with they finally call a truce to the war the war goes too far they ruin the granddaughter's birthday party they realize we can't go to war they become best friends again the grandson and the grandpa grandpa then goes out on a date with jane seymour and the movie ends with a shot of the grandson looking out the window seeing grandpa and jane seymour leave for their date and he is angry and it is implied that if we get a sequel he will then go to war with her. Yes. That is not in the book. No, it's not in the book. So, because then there is a sequel that has not been written yet, that is in the works, that is coming out, called The War with Grandma. So that this what? book is written because this sequel is going to be written because of the success of <gasps> this film. The gentleman, unfortunately, Robert Kimmel Smith, died in April before he could see this become a huge smash hit. Wow. Which is unfortunate. So the book is going to be him and somebody else writing. So I think they're just giving him the, you know, they're giving him the respect. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the rest of the story is going to be written by someone else. So here's the thing. At the end of this book. Okay. They... Peter gets his room back because Whoa. Grandpa takes over Dad's office in the basement and Peter helps him renovate it. And he creates this nice little room for his grandfather. Oh. And so then Peter gets his room back and there's no grandma in sight. Huh. So this book was obviously written without the idea that there'd be a sequel. Right, right. This movie had that sequel in its mind. So because this movie ends... Peter doesn't win. No, Peter doesn't win. And in the end, they are not really on the same side anymore because it's clear the grandson is going to go back to pranking him. But what the book and the movie do have, which I think was nice, was the fishing. Yes. Because Grandpa and Peter 
bond over fishing and it's kind of their way, place where they can have a truce. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing in this book. And the fun thing at the end of the movie was that every Saturday they would fish and then De Niro blows them off for a broad. Yeah. And that is a bit too much. Is a bit too much. And yeah. that's not cool. And that made me mad at De Niro because yeah. I was like, well, now you have this great relationship with your grandson and he's assuming you're going to you're gonna fish every Saturday and then you blow him off? Yeah. That is kind of crappy. I would say grandpa insult him a little bit. A little bit? Grandpa insult him a little bit. A little bit. So, War with Grandpa, the movie, I think we both agree. Superior to the book. Superior to the book. Did you, But you like the book. Love the book. It's okay. a great book. Yeah. I mean, it's a great book. Yeah. But they're two different animals. Mm-hmm. But I would say if you had to choose between these animals right right now with your money, because it's very interesting. This book, six ninety nine. Okay. Movie rental, five ninety nine. There you go. The decision's made for you. Yeah. Plus instant access. Right. This book you have to get shipped to you, or you know, I mean, I guess you could download it onto yeah. a reader, but you know, you're flipping pages. Right. 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 That movies flip the pages for you. Exactly. So our recommendation is watch it, don't read it. Watch it, don't read it. Yeah. But, but read it, it if, if it's secondary. Because actually this was, this was fun to have read it and see the differences. But mm-hmm. watch it first for sure. And then probably move on to other movies. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think what we could ask our audience to do is... You know, if you've read the book or seen the movie, mm-hmm. email us. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a film that was adapted from either a book or some other format, say, I don't know, a a uh, a toy, a ride, amusement park ride, mm-hmm. we'll do more of these. Yes, yes. I'll 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 do the reading. I'll do the uh, riding. Right. I'll do the playing with the toy. Right. And then Pat will watch the movie. We'll watch the movie together. Yeah, but yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be the one interacting with the other medium, the other media, because that's, you know, I'm down for that. Yeah. I like to, I'm tactile. Yeah. Let's just say. I, 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 I will happily sign you up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is our War with Grandpa book to screen. And... The book was a Christmas gift to you, Clayton, but mm-hmm. we do have to make everyone aware of the other Christmas gift that you received today. Oh, yeah. That you're wearing right now. Tell uh, everyone, what what are you wearing at this moment? So I'm wearing a facsimile okay. of the legendary hoodie worn by Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. So it is gray, not black. I could not find black. But that's fine. Which may mean it just sold out too quickly. I I waited until probably the Monday after the SNL episode to find this and order it. But it has, it's, I mean, it's got, it's, it's it's a legendary hood. It's got the, this now iconic logo, Mm -hmm. this logo that now has, is up there with the Nike swoosh. Yep. The Apple, 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 the Adidas stripes. Right. And the, the oh the McDonald's. Calvin pissing on a no fear, yeah that's yeah. actually the big one yeah. yeah, and then it says legendary and it's 
comfy cozy. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it, it, I feel revolutionary in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've done so much this episode, but we've got to, we'll quickly touch on it. Cause it's a story that we'll be covering for months. It does seem like Timothy Chalamet wearing that legendary hoodie that Clayton now has a facsimile of that he's wearing right now. He wore that on live television and it seems to possibly be working because the news is starting to leak out that Dune may possibly not go to HBO Max after all because the legendary is really digging in with these lawsuits and they want this movie in the movie theaters and legendary has a case. They paid for 75% of the movie and so Chalamet's legendary hoodie statement could prove to be one of the most important uh, uh, bits of movie political activism we've ever seen. And the thing is, is that this could go to court, mm-hmm. this case. And I think if you want to win this case mm-hmm. and you're the lawyer for Legendary, mm-hmm. I think the best thing you can do mm-hmm. to wrap up this case is at the end, you call to the stand. Yep. The Legendary hoodie. And then okay. the legendary hoodie is just there on the stand and people will look at it and mm-hmm. think, you know what? I got to go with that hoodie. Right. Because you don't have to say anything. Timothy Chalamet did not say anything about right. the hoodie. Right. He right. just wore he it. He just wore it. And he said, be kind to people, things like that. Right. Great message. Right. But he didn't say, didn't point at it. No. He didn't even no. point at it. And it spoke volumes. And it spoke volumes. So you put this on the stand. Yep. You know, maybe with like a dress form or whatever, you know, like a mannequin, something. Right, right. You know, because it just lying down, you wouldn't be able to see it. Right. So you got to put a mannequin there. Too. Right. But you just put that up on the stand, and everybody would think, you know what, this is what we're fighting for. This is important. Right. Dune has to come out in theaters Dune only, ha- exclusively for at least seventeen days. That's the thing. That's the thing. Just respect the window a little bit. Yes. It's a shrunk window. Yeah. Um, so more on that story, it's going to be a year-long story. Uh, well, well, but the hoodie that you're wearing mm-hmm. is one of the big stories of Christmas. Yeah, and also just to to tease our year-end review. Yes, does the legendary hoodie make our winners list or our losers list? Very interesting. That's a great tease. Here's one last thing I'll tease everyone with. Email us at the Podcast at gmail.com if you want a picture of Clayton wearing his legendary hoodie. We, of course, we're not really, we don't really do social media, Mm-mm. Twitter, Instagram. We're, we're, we've thought about it and it's, we got the podcast. That's yeah. enough. But we control the, me- the message. Yes. Here. Which is important to us. No filters. And it's a raw feed. Fuck it, we're doing it live. But you can't fuck it, do it live on Twitter or Instagram. You no. just can't. That said, if you want a picture of Clayton wearing the legendary hoodie, email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. All you have to do is request it, and we will send you a picture of Clayton in the legendary hoodie. It will be an email attachment. We're not going to charge them? I think we got it. It's Christmas spirit. This You're is a right. Christmas You're gift. Right. Okay. And so I think... We make it a Christmas gift to all the wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls, wannabe old people, people. And they get the picture for free. Mm-hmm. 
That's just nice e- of you. Yeah. Email us, picture on the couch. Everyone will get a different picture. Yeah, different. Yeah, I'll be in a different position. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly different. Yeah. So that is our gift to you. Email us at boysgmail.com and request a picture of Clayton wearing the legendary hoodie. Yeah. I mean, I think we did it. I think we did it. Yeah. Um, Patreon. We're not doing Patreon. Jake Fogelness. Definitely check that out. Yeah. I uh, spent a lot of time there. I spent a lot of time there. and Recently. You know, I mean, I got to say, I spent a lot of time there over the holidays this week. I know um, you, uh, I hear, did a great job uh, doing our episode this week. Mm-hmm. I was not able to make it. I was indeed in the Jake Fulgonis Patreon all week and I just couldn't get away and I wouldn't want to get away because it's a great cool place where a lot of really interesting stuff is happening right now Jake Fulgonis Patreon of course you've got Squirt TV episodes uh, Squirt TV clips and you've got anecdotes about Squirt TV both the episodes and the clips the anecdotes cover both and it is just this you know it's Especially over the holidays, where I uh, where I spent the holidays this week, I wanted something safe, and I wanted to just experience this content with like-minded Jake Fulgonis Patreon fans, and to be in a safe place over these holidays. You know, a lot of people right now they're either alone or they're having very unsafe holidays with a lot of people. And I wanted to have a mix of both. I didn't want to be alone, but I did want to be safe. And that's what the Jake Fulgonis Patreon uh, provided me this week. So that is why I could not make our last taping. And I, uh, you know, uh, thank you for doing the episode. I heard you did a great job. I did not have a chance to listen to the episode. Because you were on the... Because I was in the Jake Fulgonis Patreon. Yeah, yeah. And just having a great time with a lot of really cool unique content in a really just safe holiday environment so i think everyone come join us come join me over there um you know the holidays are winding down but we're about to go into a new year go into lockdowns who knows what's going to happen so i would say come to the jake fulgonus patreon enjoy a lockdown there it's 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 a really great place with a lot of really cool interesting stuff happening Unique content, Squirt TV, anecdotes about how we got uh, the state to come up to his room and be on Squirt TV in the 90s. Really great stuff. Great. This is great. Um, anyway, I don't think there's anything else to say. Nope. But we'll smell you at the box office. Nailed Nailed it. it.